Well, good morning, everyone. I am happy to be joined here with the Honourable Minister of Agriculture, Forestry and Rural Economic Development, Minister Nate Horner. How are you doing this morning? I'm, I'm very good, and it'd, it'd be great if you just call me Nate. I pre- appreciate that uh, you did the introduction that way, but you can, you can move to Nate now. But it's great to be here. Sounds good. Happy to, Nate. Thanks again. So this is the first time that we've been able to host our AGMN conference at the Jasper Park Lodge for the last few years, given to COVID, of course. Is this your first time joining us at the event? It, it is, actually. I, I've been the, the minister responsible for forestry for almost a year, uh, but this has been my first opportunity and very excited. We, we got in last night. We've already had a few meetings, and uh, it's, it's very interesting to have all the players in one room. Fantastic. Yeah, I know you've absolutely been busy so far, and it is only Wednesday morning. There's more to come. Is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to this week? I think just uh, hearing hearing the perspectives. I've, I've met met everyone kind of one on one. We've done some some different uh, different dealings from signing FMAs to uh, things like that. But it'll just be good to get everyone together and hear hear the different opinions, maybe on things all in the same room. Just kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. And I am looking forward to that as well. I know, you know, it's been so long since so many of us have been able to kind of get together and network or as our CEO, Jason Cripps would say, um, have the collision space that we're all (laughs) looking for. So we're uh, super excited to have that and and have you join us for the conference. Yeah, well, it's the, the thing I like the best about this industry is how positive it is. And everyone I talk to talks about how they're building their community you know, these these aren't just employees; they're family. So it's it's such a unique industry, and it's just great to uh, to see how to see how that that comes out of people's conversations. So couldn't couldn't be happier to be here. Yeah, awesome. I know. I I always find that uh, we we talk about the forestry community, and it really is a community. It really is a family. Everyone seems to know everyone, and and uh, there's a lot of that uh, that element of community, which is so awesome. Um, in your year so far as uh, Minister of Our File, has there been any particular surprises learning about the forestry sector? Anything been, you know, really interesting for you to learn? Oh, just the complexity, I think. Yeah. It's, it's been the big, big eye-opener. There's so many, you know, challenges on a, on a working landscape that, that the forestry sector has to, has to deal with. But what a, what a great industry for the province. Um, they've set, set all kinds of records export records we're we're doing very good on mountain pine beetle we're working with the other provinces uh, working with our indigenous partners so i think uh both with industry and the government of alberta i think we're we're in a really good place to to come to a great balance as we continually uh you know make sure that we have that balance on a working landscape so so yeah nate it's it's really great to hear you talk about you know the working landscape some of the different partnerships that we're seeing in the sector i would love to know from your perspective where do you see the industry going in the future oh i i think the industry is very very stable i think that uh, all the all the players in the industry see a lot of opportunity and i think a lot of the you know we need to be more efficient we need to do more with what we have um, we're trying to do some things on the value-added side to in- in- encourage maybe more domestic use of, of our lumber. We're still going to be a, a major exporter, obviously, but uh, I, I think so- some of those things just do better with what we're already doing. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're they're doing such a great side on the environment file. Um, you know, more more efficient planting to show show everyone that we're taking taking care taking care of our forests. But yeah, I just think technologies 
taking us to some different places. They're creating some very unique new products. Uh, so, yeah, the sky's the limit. It really absolutely is. And sustainability is at the heart of what we do. So I'm so glad that you touched on that. Uh, you mentioned some interesting stuff going on from the value add side of things. I'd love to dig into that a little bit more. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I had the pleasure to be in, uh, in, in Toko's uh, Athabasca plant and just to, to hold an engineered two-by-four and just imagine how much framers would love, love to use that, especially mm-hmm. on their interior framing. And so, so, yeah, some of those projects, I think, will, or, or products, rather, will just be real game changers, I think, for the industry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, on the tech side of things, lots of different innovation going on. Have you seen some cool technologies on your mail tours? Oh, definitely. Yeah, and I, I think uh, that thing, things like that will just continue to improve and become so much more efficient. It's just uh, hard, hard to imagine uh, how, how quickly that's, that's changing for them. For, mm-hmm. for something that I think stayed very similar for a very long time. And, and even things like COVID and the supply chain is you know, made them think differently too about how, how they configure their mills and, and, and uh, how they get from A to B. Mm-hmm. For sure. I know something that uh, we hear a lot of the times from folks that don't work in the sector or maybe less familiar with the sector is they don't actually see forestry as a high tech. They think we're low tech. They think, you know, we're marching into the bush with an ax and, and that's about all we've got. Have there been any big surprises for you on the tech side of things? Well, I, I'd say for anyone that feels that way to, to just visualize the, the optimization of when that wood comes into a mill mm-hmm. and how it's it's just so amazingly efficient and so fast. Yeah. Everything just happens so quickly. So, yeah, no, I, I think it's it's quite quite the opposite, really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned some stuff about, you know, the environmental side of things with forestry. Is there anything in particular that you see maybe the forestry doing in the future? Well, you know, I, I think they're 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 doing it now and maybe maybe doesn't get talked about a lot but uh um well things like uh you know toko's uh bend not break program where they're they're not using glyphosate and they're you know using using their indigenous communities to uh to to keep keep down down certain trees to let others grow i think things like that are are pretty interesting i don't think they're widely known Mm mm-hmm yeah, so you mentioned uh, one of our many members that you've had an opportunity to connect with. And of course, we have a great representation of companies big and small here. Uh, quite a lot of variety there. Has there been anything kind of interesting, you know, talking to people from multiple different perspectives? We've got small kind of family owned businesses that have been around for over 100 years and then, you know, some bigger multinational corporations. Oh, yeah. No, it's kind of a dog's breakfast. That's kind of what makes it so so neat. Uh, some of the first people... Uh, I got to know a little bit in this file, you know, the, the Boucher brothers and and uh, Vanderwell, uh, you know, pri- private family-run organizations, very tight-knit with their community that uh, have done things right a long time and continue to grow. And they, their challenges are different, so I, I think it's it's helpful from a government perspective to under, understand that because they're all trying to navigate regulation, um, but there needs to be understanding from them. Definitely appreciate all those different perspectives. I think, think it's why the industry is so neat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Nate, you are one year into your role so far. Any big surprises, any wow moments for you? Uh, probably how much the the North especially relies on the industry. Mm-hmm. It's really the glue that um, keeps most of the rural communities alive. So just the, the, the overall importance. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, over 70 forestry dependent communities in the province and largely they are in the northern part. So if you're not kind of in that area, you're not really exposed to it. So it's certainly a surprise. And I guess another big part of the file is obviously wildfire. Mm. And so it's kind of interesting that we're having this in Jasper considering the the fire that's been uh, going on here for a while now. But I I think that also speaks to forest management. You know, the the feds uh, do leave a little lacking in that regard Mm. when it comes to mountain pine beetle and and just uh, what they would call mechanical extraction or or, or logging or lack thereof. Mm. But, you know, the, we, we do have to harvest this resource, not only to, to keep, uh, provide jobs and keep these communities alive, but otherwise it will burn. Yeah. So that's, that's a big part of the balance of, of this job that I don't know if everyone totally understands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, being here in Jasper right now, fire is, is very topical and we're definitely seeing the impacts of mountain pine beetle. You mentioned uh, some of the partnerships kind of working with government to address mountain pine beetle on the provincial level. Can you maybe talk a little bit about what's yeah, going on there? Yeah, and I, th- I think it's been very successful. I think the stat I just read was that, uh, uh, you know, trees killed from mountain pine beetle decreased by 80% from 2020 to 2021. Wow. But we we are part of an agreement with, with Saskatchewan, with, with, our, with the feds, and uh, it's, it's been highly successful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to to the point that the 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 scale of that problem is nowhere near what it was when we started. Yeah. And so we think we've we've actually, al- although the feds help us fund that program, we think they could learn a lot from it in the forest that they manage within Alberta. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to see uh, that partnership that we have with Saskatchewan and how that's been such a proactive kind of element to preventing the spread, you know, further on across Canada. For sure, yeah. Forests—they uh, don't know the borders there, so we have to think that <laughs> that's way too. true. Or pine beetles aren't uh, aren't <laughs> yeah. necessarily being mindful of those. Hey, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, speaking about you know the partnership between Alberta and Saskatchewan to uh, combat pine beetle, are there any other kind of key partnerships that you see as critical for the sector? Well, I, I, our our department works closely with our our partner to the west, to BC, of course. Although there's very different. Uh, regulatory regimes and, and maybe views toward the industry but I can say from from our so the answer is yes we, we work with everybody um, but we do try to be kind of true to how the how the GOA views uh, forestry as a sector and you know we we see it as a as a partner for the province mm-hmm. um, but one that we want to ensure that that access to fiber is a is a main driver of policy decisions because we know that's what will keep investment coming in and keep keep these mills alive, which in turn keeps these communities alive and and uh, creates the jobs, but also helps us on the wildfire front. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing when I talk to uh, you know co- colleagues in the uh, northwest of the United States, uh, we we meet at a group called Penwar, and wildfire is a big a big deal. You know, we're seeing from from California moving north. Uh, a lot of the fires are bigger and harder to control. So a lot of the conversations about uh, technology and procedure, how, how to deal with that. Um, but at its most basic level, the forestry sector plays a, a key role in helping us manage, manage the forest. Mm-hmm. Or else, you know, fire, fire is an issue we have to deal with. Yeah, it's certainly a risk and something that we've seen a lot of, you know, mentioning our, our friends to the West in BC, it's been something you've been battling with for a long time. And, and there's definitely some concern about 
you know, what we're going to see in the future for Alberta as far as wildfire. For sure. And it's, it's not something that, uh, you know, you can't, can't reinvent the wheel. It's, it's going to get hot. The, the fire is going to burn. A lot of that's education. There's still, I think, mid 60%, 66, 67% of the fires are human caused. We, we know that, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just part, part of the balance. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and understanding what other kind of um, factors there are that are contributing to that, such as pine beetles, such as, you know, really um, large batches of mature forests that are kind of, you know, set out in the province. It's, it's waiting to go up. For sure, and it adds, you know, complexity, too, to our 10-year agreements, um, where the trees are, what, what happens what happens to these uh, companies and operations when a, a big chunk of their tenure is burnt? Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know the, the impacts are so much broader. You know, it, it's not just, you know, the forest going up, the smoke that we all have to deal with, but, you know, the jobs that are impacted by that and, and the communities, for sure, the wildlife. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and it's all, it's all kind of holistically in, intertwined, you know, we, whether you're talking about uh, caribou or you're talking about... Uh, ability for indigenous people to exercise their treaty rights mm-hmm. uh, to pine beetle to wildfire it's all it's all part of the same thing yeah. e- even even for um, you know uh, the the average Albertan that just wants to get out and enjoy the forest on the weekend mm-hmm. you know for them just to have that un- understanding about uh, you know that that's great we want to make sure you have that access and that enjoyment but we don't want to create more risk either mm-hmm Absolutely. Was that surprising to you when you came out to the forestry file to learn that recreation was something that uh, that we consider as well in the plans? Oh, d- yeah, it was actually. Yeah. yeah. And that's not because I come from a place where there's no trees. It's just, uh, yeah, just get that, that understanding that it's, it's about everything. It is. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been so fabulous. Before I let you go, is there anything else that you want to add that we might have missed? Well, I guess like the, the thing that I'm excited about is the know the overall like the overall economy of the province right now and a, a big part of that yeah. is due to the forestry sector and we've we've seen some historic highs and they're they're down now uh, but overall the province is just booming on all fronts and for forestry's played a large role in that over the last couple of years you know we have a 13 billion dollar projected surplus in the province a lot of that is from forestry you know oil, oil and gas lines share but forestry too Mm-hmm. And looking forward, you know, we're seeing more um, interprovincial migration into the province. We're seeing the, every every bank and forecaster saying we're going to lead lead the country in every economic um, criteria for the next couple years at least. Wow, forestry plays a big role in that. Yeah, and and we're seeing investment. Uh, you know, we talk about housing starts and lumber. And what that means for the forestry sector, we're seeing companies like CGC uh, move up to Wheatland County to build a, a wallboard plant and make this the hub for Western Canada and, and the Northwest states. Wow. So all those things are pretty impactful to, to forestry. Yeah. And so I, I think uh, just making sure these um, all the people at this uh, conference this week know that, and I, I know they do, they're all very smart people, <laughs> but I guess just they take some credit for it too. Yeah. Well, I, I know that's one thing that we're really excited about, you know, talking about the economic impact of the sector so far, but, you know, also looking into the future and how Canada looks to, um, you know, work on some climate change solutions. There's a huge role, there's a huge opportunity for forestry to be a part of that. And so, you know, I really see our sector continuing on to be 
critical to the economy and, and to climate change solutions. Oh yeah, whether it's whether it's economic, whether it's uh, indigenous participation, whether it's climate change, um, forestry is a solution to a, a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. And and back to that balance, if if we don't use it, wildfire is a, it's yep. an issue that's increasing. So yeah, we lose it. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you again. This has been wonderful. Really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you very much for having me. It's my first podcast, but very, very, very enjoyable. Awesome. I'm so glad that we could be the first podcast for you. Thank you.